is the library that is in trouble this time. It seems that the lower levels of the library have become infested with phase spiders. Someone in a full suit of armor, complete helmet, gloves, you cannot see anything about that would identify who this person is, except they have the symbol of the of Veramastus on their shoulder. I am Garin Hale, 8th Division of the Town Guard. You can see into the ethereal plane. Looks to Garen for confirmation of exactly where she has to cast. From that location pours a stream of tiny spiders that begin to make their way towards you. And now we continue. get let's say exactly 16 feet away from the rest of the party okay an unusual distance sure and then i'm going to cast thunder wave which is a 15 foot cube as we all know yep and every creature every creature within a 15 foot cube except for myself uh Mm -hmm. must make a constitution saving throw Otherwise, take mm-hmm. 2d8 thunder damage and be pushed 10 feet away from me. So essentially, okay. it'll disperse them so they're not in a... A swarm, a blob. All right, let me roll the <laughs> yeah. constitution save. Uh, they roll a 16. What's the save Oof. they have to make? That does save. Ah, oh, no. Um, so they'll take half as much damage. And they don't get shoved, I don't think they don't get shoved but that's okay i rolled pretty well so it's still five damage each uh well they count as a swarm so it's five damage to the group okay so you managed to concuss destroy a number of these spiders but they're still moving towards you uh there's the swarm is probably half the size it used to be uh meredith Okay, I just realized in my equipment I have a flask of oil. I'm going to chuck it into the middle of the swarm because I can throw it up to 20 feet. So make a ranged attack against a target creature or object treating the oil as an improvised weapon. All right, make a ranged attack. Uh, So I got a 13. Well, you're aiming for the square they're in. Yes. And the square doesn't have a dexterity modifier, so its AC to hit a square is actually very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! So I hit it. You do hit the square it's in, covering the area with oil. And then I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Bardic Inspiration, and I'm just like, all yours, Potentia, go! Uh, Potentia? Just one question. How close to a bookshelf are we? Uh, This would be happening between the aisles. You are not... Okay, so if you're worried about hitting the aisles with fire... Yes. You aren't going to hit the aisles. The oil is only on the pool, and the oil will burn up quickly enough because she's not burning the library down like that's Mm -hmm. not happening but (laughs) under the proviso that she's not going to burn the library down um whoops she will 
aiming for the giant patch of oil that now exists. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd like to cause a little grease fire, please, um, using just that nice little hurling of fire moat um, that is Firebolt. Pretty please. All right, roll to hit. Let's use the gold sparkly dice just for fun. That is a natural 20, Ben. Ah, <laughs> all right. Nice. Perfect. Uh, roll damage. I will roll additional damage from the... I'll roll additional damage for the oil. 23 yes. points of Bernie. Yeah. Please, Ben. Uh, you completely destroy you incinerate them they are they are they are reduced to ashes uh is the fire still burning uh it will be smoking and smoldering i would use joy craft and just sort of whoosh the fire away she's gonna turn turn back at the other two and just be like teamwork <laughs> i mean yeah i feel like next the little thing we find, though, let's maybe leave it alone and go straight for the big nest. Yes, well, I didn't exactly expect that to be what was what I was attacking, <gasps> no, did I? not at Glares all. Glares at Garen. I'm sorry, I should have made it more clear. The face spider will deposit its eggs in web cocoon sacks. Sometimes in the material plane, often in the ethereal plane, I'll... I will endeavour to be clearer with my words when explaining things to you. That would be amazing. Thank you. Shall we continue? I mean, we do have to go and find Nora and the others, so that's probably a good plan. So wait, Garen can see into the ethereal realm. Is that what we're... Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what he claims, at least. Yeah, right. DM speak. Yeah. So Meredith just kind of turns to him and goes, Okay, we're going to keep going. On the condition that you tell us what we're facing, because that was not a good surprise. And she kind of looks at Potentia and goes, uh-huh, yeah, no, not, <laughs> not a good surprise. Potentia just shakes her head. I will keep you appraised of what I see. Thank you, that would be amazing. I would prefer not to be overrun by tiny little things. Eh. Yes. The the problem with seeing into the ethereal plane sometimes is it's difficult to know what's on the material realm, what's not. But I will do my best. I mean, you've got three people here who can only see into the into the material realm, so I feel like you can probably do like a process of elimination thing. This is true, and things on the ethereal plane do look slightly different. More whiskey. And let's go by an assumption that we can't see everything and so we should share everything we see in general. Good idea. And he strides towards the stairs leading down to the next level. As you walk uh, through the bookshelves in the underlibrary, you begin to notice more and more spider webs. Oh, good. <laughs> just, just those light uh cobwebs at first when you were here last you didn't notice spider webs the library was kept in quite good condition except for the fact that books were scattered everywhere uh as you get down to the next level garen pulls out his sword and starts slashing his way through these spider webs as they make their way across fully covering the bookshelf uh, passages between the bookshelves um and as you walk harold will notice that he is slashing at seemingly nothing at times 
but whether or not you you make that known is up to you. Everyone else would just assume that he's slashing at spider webs and getting the webs off his sword and things, but you could specifically see that he is slashing at things with your excellent perception. You are down now on the fourth underlevel of the library. Can I just say that Meredith is like slinking along in somebody else's shadow so she doesn't have to do like the spiderweb dance? I assume she's walking behind me. Yeah. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Potentia is um, the volunteer's tribute. Yeah. Well, Elven Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Elven Shield. She's unknowingly volunteered as tribute. She probably knows. She just has decided <laughs> not to care. Yeah. As you walk through these stacks of books, uh, Harold, on the other side of this bookshelf, you hear a, a clicking, the sound of something chitinous maybe moving. Garen hasn't hasn't noticed anything. Okay, I probably just kind of stop for a second. No, like, you know, that thing you do where yeah. it literally has no effect, but you like pull your head forward as if somehow <laughs> you're going to hear better. Yeah. Garen notices that you've stopped moving and turns to look at you. Um, I do uh, hear a, a, a rather portentous clicking sound coming from just over there. Uh, do we... Everyone can make perception checks. 15. 10 for me. Potential and Meredith, you do not uh, hear or see anything through the... the the bookshelves, but Garen lines his sword up to be perpendicular with the bookshelves and then stabs into the bookshelf, through the bookshelf onto the other side. And there is a screech and a skitter as a blue spider uh, the size of Meredith um, skitters away and down the stairs. Okay, that was... Potentially gives an not okay. Involuntary shudder. And Meredith just kind of looks around and goes, did you guys see that? That was, that, that, mm, that wasn't okay, right? That was not. Did I see it, Ben? Did I see the giant yeah, spiders? Once, once, it no one, once it was no longer <laughs> hiding and, and running, you did see it. You can, you can shoot it if you want to as it goes, as it runs away. Um, can I have a crack at getting it in the, like, as it goes down the stairs? Because so, it's away from books, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see if I can, light it up on, on its way out with a firebolt, just flicking a cantrip in its general direction. Sure. Uh, just attack. reflexively, kind of like, Ugh. Ah, Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, burn it. Burn it with fire. <laughs> That's a 10. <laughs> uh, no. Your, no. Your, your shot goes wide as it skitters down the stairs. Garen will look at you all and say, I should point out that my ability to see into the ethereal plane can still be undone by a a creature's ability to hide. I think that one was actually solely squarely in the material plane. But good ears, Harold. After that little interruption, shall we continue on? Yes, I think we shall. Everyone keep your eyes open, your ears open. We'll see if we encounter any more. Remember... Our goal here is to get the people out. And if we find whatever is laying these eggs to put a stop to that. Why do 
I get the impression, Meredith, this is Meredith, she's like, why do I get the impression that that's going to be a really big thing? That's going to be a really big thing, isn't it? Like a really big spider. It's 100% going to be a really big spider. It would be unusual for a very small spider to be laying all these eggs. Uh, I really hate how casually you said that. We should carry on. Uh. Potentia just nods and sort of sheathes her hands so as to not burn anything on the way through. Pockets. No, no, just more like a a flick flick. (laughs) Flick flick, I'm just going to put them behind my back so that I don't accidentally Mm -hmm. burn down the library. You don't want to accidentally reactively burn things down. You want to burn things on purpose. Yes. Yes. She's not a pyromaniac. She just likes fire. There's a difference. (laughs) She finds it an effective and useful tool. Yes. Hey, Ross here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could recommend the podcast to a friend. It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. You move your way down to the fifth level of the underlibrary. Spiderwebs here are thick. There is a general coating of spiderwebs and something catches your eye immediately. Mm-hmm. In the center of the room, where the bookshelves have been pushed apart and, and there's a large open space, there is a large pile of metal suits of armor all wrapped up in a big web. Are the suits of armor empty? You would recognize them as the guardian suits of armor in the library. Oh, yeah, okay. They appear to have been balled up here mm-hmm. and webbed to the ground. Can I have a glance around to see if there's anything... Like, are they, like, out in the blatantly open? It Well, they are wrapped up in a ball of web but and you can see them kind of through the webbing but it's yeah it's 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 right in the middle of this room it looks as though there was some kind of battle here harold you will spot that one of these suits of armor is webbed through a door like to one of these side study rooms and it mm-hmm. looks as though it was standing in a uh, before being attached to the wall, standing in some kind of defensive stance, it looks as mm. though its its back was to the door and it was facing forward before being stuck to this door. Mm. And through the little window of this study room, you see uh, what looks like a table has been lent up against this this doorway. Um. <sighs> I think I think we need to get our way through this door. It looks like someone maybe barricaded themselves inside, perhaps trying to protect themselves from the the spiders. Can we see into that room? What? What? Sorry. When we look, if if we look through that through into that room, what can we see? Like, uh, is it um, a glass walled room? Is it a what kind of study room? Um, so it is. All these little study rooms are their own separate little enclosed nooks with their own little lanterns and things um, mm-hmm. you would know having been through here before this door all, all the doors have a window on them so that people can close it and study in quiet but uh, 
people can still see into the room so that untoward things don't happen. And this one, you can't see into the window because this this desk has been propped up against the door, barricading the door from the inside. Ben, what I would like to do is use message to try and target the person I believe to be in the room. Are you a, like, I know that's technically outside the bounds of the of message as a spell because I don't know mm. them, but well, I don't necessarily know them because I don't know who's in there. Are you okay with me using it that way? I am okay with you sending it into the room, whether or not uh, you get a reply. We'll see. So she's going to cast message through with the um, intent to say, um, is anybody there? Um, we were sent by Bonin. You don't get a reply back. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are Meredith and Harold doing while Potentia is, is pinging into this room? I think Meredith's looking around, holding her crossbow and like just scanning everything, looking for things. Um, can I roll a perception check? Or an investigation or something? Because she's looking around? Yep, you can do a investigation. That's a 13. You will find a a quill, an ink like a, that is still got a, like a drop of ink still right. on it. Okay, so it looks like somebody's like chucked it in a hurry and run. Harold, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. We're just thinking of a way to like get through the door. Having watched you survey the scene, uh, Garen will... Step up to this door, attempt to peer through the window. I think I have something I might be able to do. And he will press his press himself against the door so that he is flush with the door. And then the suit of armor like, jer- like twitches and becomes completely still. And you hear things being moved around uh, that desk will tilt and fall away from the window. And then Garen will twitch and his armor moves back to being normal. I believe we can get inside now. And he opens the door into the study room. Who the flip is Garen? I would warn you, though, it's a grisly scene in here. Potentia is not going to go into the room. Meredith will. She's going to take a deep breath and see if there's anyone she can come and help. Yeah, same with Harold, I think. I'll stay on guard while you... So Potentia's going to square herself off out into... Like, so she's back to the door. Meredith does that kind of, like, you know, okay, like, touch of the arm before she walks in. I I roll it patronising. I know! This room has been upended, and everything had previously been placed against this door to form a barricade. There are a number of papers strewn across the floor... Uh, as well as a writing materials, ink pot and things. Mm -hmm. But as you turn to look around the rest of the room, you see wrapped in web a person lying limp against the wall, against the floor. Okay, Meredith is going to run over and do a medicine check. Garen will put put his hand on your shoulder. It's too late. How do you know? Let me go and have a look. You can do a medicine check. Okay. I just want to be sure. 14. There is no pulse, mm-hmm. no signs of life. Okay. It looks as though they barricaded themselves in, but the phase spiders could get through the door. The ethereal plane is a place where solid objects are not so solid. The walls and floors of this library are treated with some kind of material to prevent these spiders from well, from things getting into the library in the first place. But it does prevent these spiders from moving around as easily as they 
otherwise could. Mm-hmm. These walls may protect them, but that door could not. Uh, and Garen will kneel down next to this this person. Meredith is gonna like close their eyes and like you know put a hand on it on this person's head and like respectfully. Uh, Garen will take this person's hand and say, "It is okay. You are at peace now." You have nothing more to fear. And you Mm. will hear a voice from this figure. A ghostly whisper. What? It's dangerous. The the spiders. I I need to finish my paper. I just had the reference list to do. Garen will place his hand on this person's shoulder. You're finished. It is done. And as he stands up, a ghost stands up from this person. Garen pulls the ghost spirit up out of this this body. And you are now standing looking at uh, early 20s would have been uh, a half-elf uh, a, a man who uh, still looks quite afraid. Their ghostly figure uh, their clothes disheveled. It is okay. You don't have to worry anymore. But the assignments were so close to being done. My paper. Uh, Harold, Meredith, how are you reacting to this this scene? Meredith is just kind of looking wide-eyed at... She's, like, still holding on to this person's, like, face and is looking at the, at the ghost and is like, uh, okay? And then she kind of, like, blinks and stands up and, um... And is going to say to the ghost, it's okay. It's all done now. You can go. Like she kind of, she's a bit shocked initially and then like blinks and is is on board and is like, okay, this is not necromancy. It's fine. This, you know, this is a ghost. She's trying to like help him out a bit. Harold's probably actually concentrating more on what Garen's doing, I think. Mm. Harold, give me a perception. Your, your passive perception is amazing, but there is something that I think you might be able to find if you roll high enough with your perception roll. 25. If you roll high enough. Harold notices that Garen, even though he's in a suit of armor, there are certain things that a person does just naturally. This entire time you've been traveling with Garen, something's been a little off. Mm-hmm. And what you've just been able to place is that his his body doesn't move like he's breathing. Mm-hmm. He appears not to be breathing at all, in fact. He looks as though he is imitating breathing. But mm-hmm. after spending time with him now, you've realized that he is not, in fact, breathing. Mm. Well, I believe it is time for you to make your peace and move on, my my young friend. And he gestures into the room past Potentia. Follow the nice librarian back upstairs. But I, my, my, my paper. And the furniture in this room starts to shake. I was actually going to say, she probably reacts to the phrase, follow the, li- the nice librarian. Potentia's response would be, what nice librarian? Your question goes unanswered as the room begins to shake. The study room begins to shake and the furniture begins to levitate. Um, mm-hmm. Meredith, a book goes sailing over your head, 
and Harold, uh, a chair um, bumps up against your leg, but not enough to do any damage to you. I, I need to finish my paper. You need to calm yourself. That is no longer a worry you have. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leaf from the bard book of what we've just been talking about and try and persuade. <laughs> um, yeah, she's gonna um, just kind of look at the ghost and just be like, "It's okay. Honestly, calm down. You're fine. You're safe. It's all over. You don't need to worry about it." Can Potentia help with this and just turn around and be like, the paper's done. You have nothing left to worry about. Uh, how does Potentia like, react turning around to see this ghost? I mean, she knows she's got a spectral grappling rod in her pocket. I think over time she's probably run into ghosts before mm-hmm. on many a travel. Meredith, roll your persuasion with advantage. Okay, so I got 22 and <laughs> 13. Okay. We'll take the 22. My my paper is finished. It's it's done. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing more you can do. Uh, they cast their eyes around the room. Can potential minor illusion a paper into her hand that is complete? Yes, you can do that. Ooh, the, on a flat roll, they roll 17 plus their bonus. No, they, they look at the paper see that it is false they begin to like mournfully howl and uh harold and meredith as you are adjacent uh i need you both to make wisdom saving throw three oh 26 okay meredith is going to take three psychic damage oh okay as this 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 how penetrates into your brain and hurt it, it hurts you harold is able to to shake off the the effect i am going to oh okay meredith i know your ac is not a 17 uh harold no. yours is not a 16 okay all right meredith you are struck by a empty coffee mug and take one point of bludgeoning damage mm-hmm Harold, you are struck by a note, uh, a leather-bound notebook, and take two points of bludgeoning damage. And I will get potential to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Nineteen. Uh, you manage to step away as the door is flung off its hinges and blown out of this room by this ghostly hail, this ghostly wail. Let's roll initiatives. We are sort of in combat. So we'll take it by by turns now. 13. 19. 14. Potentia, you're up first. There is a half-elf ghost who is very upset. Um, You are outside the room. He would be uh, 10 feet in front of you, but he's in the room adjacent to everybody else. I would like to use the spectral grappling rod, please, to try and capture the... Uh, ghosts so that can't like roam around and potentially so that I can swing it into the wall fair enough uh, you point the rod at this ghost activate it with that and fire the beam of energy I need to make a saving throw it uh, the beam goes wide and you strike the wall behind it I would like to move 10 feet back Okay. so I'm going back into the main room mm-hmm. but so that I can still see into the yeah. other room, mostly so that if people want to leave the room, there's space for them to 
get out. Okay. Uh, Harold. So I'll, I'll sort of look over to the this ghostly character and say, my friend, trust me, there is way more to this existence than our academic pursuits here. And I'm sure all of it pales in comparison to what Zathula may have in store for you. I think it's time now to move on. Give me a persuasion roll with advantage. Okay, 24 and 20. 24 then. You're not sure if your words have managed to pierce through to this ghost. Um, Ghosts are not fully on the material plane and so Mm. the words don't often don't always travel through properly but yeah we'll find out when we get to the ghost turn meredith yeah i think i'm gonna add my voice to harold's and try and persuade um again because there's nothing else really that she can do um apart from backing um some people up so remember you you do also have your your cloak of knowledge that you could ask you could like aha i have a thing First roll 1d4 to pick the source, so a poem, a history, travelogue, scholarly treatise, or religious text. And then given the source, a player must come up with an appropriate title and some words about what they had read. Um, If a poem, song, or folklore, they know the immunities the creature has. If a history, travelogue, or memoir, they know the resistances a creature has. If a scholarly treatise, dissertation, or reference, they may know the modifiers on its ability scores. If a religious text or faction book, they know it's CR. What's CR again? Challenge rating. Thank you. Uh, once they do this for a creature, they may never do it again for that creature. Okay. So I've got to roll 1d4. Yeah. So a poem. So a poem that you want to write. I know the, immuni- the immunities the creature has. Okay. What is the name of this poem that Meredith read about a ghost? That- um, so it's going to be a really long um, poem, like a, a ballad kind of poem thing that she mm-hmm. remembers reading about ghosts and about um, ghostly folklore and this uh, story about a ghost that, or a person that died and had left stuff unfinished. Um, and yeah, there were a whole bunch of adventurers who were trying to help. Um, and they discovered that it was immune to... Well, what, what is the name of this poem? Ode to a Friend Long Dead. And in this poem, the adventurers found out that ghosts were immune to charm, exhaustion, frightened effects, grapples, paralysis, petrification, poisoning, becoming prone and becoming restrained. Potentia's rod break some of those but that is a magical thing okay so calm emotions is death's not gonna work also give me um based on your description of the poem uh give me a intelligence check 13 uh your poem spoke about uh finishing unfinished business um so meredith is gonna make a lunge for the um the paper you still have an action you can do yep so she's gonna use that action to try and and pick up the paper uh give me a dexterity check oh gosh i'm rolling so badly that's a seven the paper is currently fluttering around the room uh so you you snatch at it you can't quite grab it Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it is ghost's turn who after 
hearing Harold's words, they stop screeching and everything in the room drops to the ground, the paper floating calmly to the ground. And they don't move, they don't do anything this turn. Garen is going to place his his armored hand onto this ghost's shoulder and look well you presume he looks into the eyes of this ghost and says as Harold said your time has come and it is time for you to move on to the next stage it does not sound very persuasive uh, Potentia what are you doing can I hold my action with if ghosty boy decides to launch himself anywhere to re-spectral grappling rod yep yep you can you can do that but I'm going to move back the same 10 feet mm-hmm. back towards... That'll get you to the, the pile of armored uh, webbed things. I basically want to be in the doorway, but not obstruct, like such that people could go past me if it is effectively the yep, yep. position I want to be not in. Not a problem. Uh, then we are at Harold. Yeah, I suppose if we're, you know, trying the, uh, the gentle approach, I would just say, I know that sometimes it can seem all-consuming when you have a task that you need to finish, but such things are just small moments in the grand scheme of things, and lingering here will not help you feel any sense of resolve, I'm sure. Give me a persuasion roll, please. Turns out Harold's actually pretty persuasive, I think it's because of his noble background. Oh, 25, natural 20! Very nice, very nice. All right, Uh, Meredith, the paper is... At your feet, you can see mm-hmm. the reference list is almost complete. The notes scribbled in the side. What would you like to do on your turn? That quill, I've got a quill and ink in my pack, so I'm going to pull those out mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of kneel down on the floor and try and finish the reference off. Uh, I think that would be an intelligence check. Yep. Okay. Can I have advantage because I'm a PhD student? I'll give you advantage on this. This is this is this is finishing a reference list based on notes. You can do that. <laughs> okay, so I got a fourteen and oh gosh, and a four. Yeah, with a fourteen, you you finish the the reference list. Yeah. And like um, with a flourish, I like put a full stop and then just kind of look up at the ghost and go, done. Uh, the ghost looks at Harold looks at Meredith looking at the now finished paper and that that fear that has been on their face this entire time is replaced by just calm serene and they look into the main room towards Potentia and Potentia standing next to you a woman appears Uh, dressed in a long flowing dress she extends a hand Uh, this ghost takes a step towards her and they both disappear and it was not Nora ah the nice librarian Hey, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndoctorates, and to use the hashtag dndoctorates when you talk about the show. As is often the case, I am 
trying to come up with names for characters. I've written the character, they, they're really interesting characters. I just don't have a name for them yet. So if you uh, tweet about the show and use the hashtag DNDoctorates and you tag at DNDoctorates on Twitter, telling your friends how much you enjoy the show, recommending the show to your friends. If you do that, then, you know, maybe one of these characters I've been writing could have your name. And then you could join the ever-growing cast of DN Doctorates at Furmasters and Furmasters University. So recommend the show to your friends and you might find a character named after you in a future episode. Speaking of future episodes, would you like to leave a message for someone that one of your friends that you recommend to the show and they've just started listening and you're like, hey, I'm going to have one of the cast members read a message for them in like episode 30 or 35 you know so when they get to it they're like oh my gosh i'm loving this show and my name was just read out by gore just read out my name you know like fill out the form on our link tree uh, it's on our all, the link to on all our social medias fill it out and have one of us read out a message to your friend you know let us put a smile on someone's face for you. What's been putting a smile on my face recently has been seeing people in the community repping the DN Doctorate show, repping the cubes, Ferromasters University by showing off the merchandise. That's right, we've got merch. If you go to merch.dndoctorates.com, you can see all the cool Ferromasters merchandise we currently have available, uh, including the Ferromasters University crest with the university's uh, slogan, Suikmon Ithir Vixlaw Visra, or rep the cubes with a Ferromasters cubes or Go Cubes shirt. You can check all those out at merch.dndoctorates.com and all that money goes back into the show to pay hosting fees because it does cost us some money to produce the show and get it to you, our listeners. The next episode of the show is going out next Thursday, the 15th of April. I hope you're enjoying this return to the underlibrary. It's, it was a lot of fun to, to make and I think... Uh, it's good to go back to old places and see how they've changed. I, I won't hold you up any longer. Let's get back to this episode. just want to say thanks again to all our listeners who, who love and support the show. We love making this show and, and we love hearing from you that you're enjoying it as well. So, you know, if you have a moment, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and let us know that you're enjoying the show because hearing from you it puts a smile on all of our faces. We, we absolutely love it. So anyway, enough from me. Let's get back to the episode right now. I'm going to pocket the grappling rod and mm -hmm. just turn back to Meredith and just go, you, you know that that would count as collusion, right? Collusion? Why? You finished someone else's pieces for them. I mean, I added one reference. But then it's not their work and... It's mostly their work, though. Hey, look, we but just it's... vanquished a ghost. Let's just enjoy that moment, shall we? Yes, but you get marks for good referencing. This guy's not going to get any marks at all, man. It's not the point, Meredith. It's academic integrity. 
You know, I heard at some institutions, if somebody in your uh, cohort dies, everybody gets an automatic pass. I wonder if that extends to your own personal passing. <laughs> Meredith just like looks at Harold and then Potentia and then points at Harold and goes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm rather keen that we don't find any more corpses. So I think um, we should make sure there's nobody else trapped down here. As you assemble back into the main room of this floor, uh, you hear some fighting going on down the f- on the floor below. Okay. Shall we? Should we be quiet and maybe scope it out a little bit before we get there? Yes, I, I agree. There's no real sense mm. in just running in and announcing ourselves. Well, I'm prepared to go down and like be super stealthy and sneaky and see what I can spot. I don't expect you to go alone, but just perhaps we don't all go barreling in there. Maybe Harold, do you want to come with me? Perhaps, Meredith, you take the lead and we follow. Okay. That, I think, would be good. All right, I'm uh, going to take it. Let's get stealth rolls. <gasps> I got a one, but I am lucky, so I will roll it again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 16 for Meredith. 15 for me. That's uh, right. Garen gets a dirty 20. Ooh, nice. Five. <laughs> Uh, with with Meredith taking the lead, uh, you make your way downstairs, and what you notice first of all is as you step like down these stairs, there is a, a, a crunch, like a gritty noise underneath your shoe. It appears to be grains of sand. Is that left over from our last sojourn down here? It very well could be. Yeah, okay. But what... Uh, catches your eye more is that a man in a long coat boots an eye patch and a long white beard made of paper is currently doing battle with a phase spider (laughs) 